0: Come together to worship our Savior on this evening. Habakkuk chapter 3, Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19 is where our text will be taken from on tonight. And I'm reading from the New International uh, Version of Scripture on tonight, Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. When you arrive there, say amen. Let's hear what the word of God has to say to us on tonight. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Habakkuk says at the beginning of verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Just for a little while on tonight, I want to preach from the thought and subject rejoicing in a rough spot. You may be seated. Rejoicing in a rough spot Habakkuk the prophet of God the author of this oracle brings to us on tonight a message of doom and gloom it is a message of doom and gloom because it is through the prophet Habakkuk that God warns the people of Judah that he will use a ruthless and impetuous nation called Babylon to take them into captivity. Our brothers and sisters, one of the things we discover when We read Habakkuk chapter 1 is that Habakkuk has a complaint against God. He has an issue with God because Habakkuk does not understand how God could use a notorious and evil nation like the Babylonians to punish his people. I submit to you on tonight that this is a rough spot for the nation of Judah if we were to keep it real with ourselves and real with God on tonight, we also would admit that in life, we too have found ourselves in some rough spots. And many of the times when we find ourselves in rough spots, it's nobody's fault but our own. We find ourselves in those rough spots and those rough places in life because we decide we want to do things our own way instead of doing them God's way. We often find ourselves in rough spots, my brothers and sisters, simply on tonight because of sin. But even in the midst of this message of gloom and doom, we find a message of hope. Habakkuk opens with lamentation, but this prophecy, this oracle, ends with celebration as Habakkuk says, yet I will rejoice. He shows us that even we find ourselves in life's rut spots, we still can give God the praise. Listen to what Habakkuk says to us on tonight. He says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes On the vines though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food that there though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls he says yet i will rejoice notice if you will the ascending and escalating nature of this calamity in judah it starts off bad but it gets worse First, there are no figs on the trees. Then there are no grapes on the vine, no olives, no, no wheat or grain in the fields. Then there is no sheep and no cattle. It goes from bad to worse. The Lord sent me by here to tell you on tonight that sometimes things will get worse before they get better. And even when you see things deteriorating around you and your life is falling apart, Habakkuk says when you know Jesus, uh, you still can rejoice. How are you able to rejoice, Pastor White? Because Habakkuk shows us uh, that when Everything around you is getting worse. God is on the inside of you making you better. God is uh, growing you. God is uh, making you stronger. And you, when you know that God is giving you everything you need and providing for you uh, and strengthening your inner man, you can say as Habakkuk says, yet I will rejoice. My brothers and sisters, we've got to learn that if we're going to rejoice in life's, Rough spots. Uh, we've got to learn how to put our trust in God. We cannot put our trust in weapons because Psalm twenty-seven says, "Trust not in chariots or horses, uh, but trust in the name of the Lord." <clears throat> we cannot put our trust. Uh, In wealth, because uh, uh, Proverbs says to us uh, that if we put our trust in riches, we will fall. But if we put our trust in God, we will flourish as a leaf. And then when I was a little boy, I remember my mama quoting, Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 7 which lets us know we cannot put our trust in worldly wisdom. She would say trust in the Lord and lean not to thine own understanding in all of thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Is there anybody in temple on tonight who knows that if you put your trust in God you can rejoice even when you find yourself in a rough spot. Habakkuk is trusting God his trust is in the Lord and the first thing he says to us in this text on the night if we're going to rejoice in a rough spot we've got to trust in the sovereignty of God he says in verse 18 yet I will rejoice in the Lord let me rephrase that on tonight for us to to understand The the emphasis or the emotion that the Hebrew puts behind this verse. Uh, Habakkuk shouts, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. That's interesting to me on tonight because in the midst of a bad situation, when there are no figs, no grapes, no olives, No sheep, no cattle, yet Habakkuk has an attitude of victory and triumph. He shouts unto the Lord. He shouts and praises God because Habakkuk understood that our worship and praise of God cannot be based upon on what we have or what we don't have, but it must be based upon who God is. And he lets us know in this text on tonight that God is sovereign. That God is in charge. That God is in control. That God does what he wants to do when he wants to do it and he doesn't have to get your permission or my permission because he is God. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. That word there, in the Hebrew Lord it when we translate it, it, it it's it's yahweh it's jehovah it's it literally means he is God is the self existing one God is the eternal one now he is God all by himself, and if we truly want to understand the sovereignty of god uh, then we must understand god's uh, Creative power. We must understand that He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Aquinas calls Him the uncaused cause. He is responsible for everything that exists. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, when Moses <coughs> records the creation, he says to us that this is the account of God creating the heavens and the earth. The Lord created the heavens and the earth. The Lord created God, created this world. That's awesome on tonight. When you think about how God created something out of nothing, both visible and invisible things, uh, by exercising his free pleasure and will. Oh, it's good to know on tonight that he's God. He created something out of nothing, which means he didn't have to go to Lowe's, Home Depot, or True Value to get supplies. He he didn't have to get a group together to brainstorm or to get ideas. He didn't have to get blueprints uh, approved. He didn't have to go before planning and zoning. All he said was, let there be and there was what a mighty God we serve. And when we think about the sovereignty of God and his creative power, when we look at the creation story, we discover that God says at the end of Genesis chapter 1, and everything was very good. And I've discovered that whatever God does is good. Is there anybody in the house who knows that he does everything well and since everything he does is good and since uh, he is good uh, when I have problems when I have rough spots I know that there's a reason uh, and I can say as Paul says uh, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and who are the called according to his purpose we can rejoice in a rough spot when we trust in the sovereignty of God But when we read a little further in the text, Habakkuk says that we can rejoice in rough spots when we trust in God's saving power. He shouts, I will be joyful in God, my savior. This 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 thing is is personal for Habakkuk. And as he thinks about the sovereignty of God and the saving power of God, he is overwhelmed with emotion. When he rejoices over the sovereignty of God, he shouts. When he thinks about God's saving power in his life, he has a severe case of the I can't help myself and he moves from shouting to dancing. He begins to spin around and praise God because God is his Savior. And can I tell you something? When you know that you've been born again, <clears throat> when you know that you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, when you know that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, when you find yourself going through life's rough spots and rough times, you can still rejoice. Amen. Know this on tonight that. Just as the sovereignty of God is connected to God's creative power, the saving power of God is connected to his covenant promises. When we read Habakkuk chapter 3, Habakkuk recounts many of the times when God delivered his people out of bad situations. And we're reminded of how in Exodus, how God delivered his people from Egyptian bondage. Oh, in Exodus 3, that day when Moses goes up on Mount Horeb and there he meets God who speaks to him out of a burning bush. God says to Moses, take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground. And God introduces himself to Moses, he says, I'm the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob. God was reminding Moses of his covenant promise that he had made to his forefathers. And the Lord says to Moses, I have seen your misery. I have heard your cry. I am concerned about you and I'm going to come down and rescue you. Can I tell you on something on tonight when you find yourself in life's rough spots, sir, you need to know that God sees your misery. God sees what you're going through. He has his all seeing eye on you. Not only does he see your misery, but you need to know on tonight that God has heard your cry. Is there anybody in the house tonight who knows that when we cry out to God For help uh, that he hears us and not only does he hear, but he's moved by our situations. He says, I see your misery. I hear your cry. I am concerned about you when nobody else seems concerned. It's good to know that God cares about his people. And what I love about God is that he's transcendent yet imminent at the same time. He's above us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But he's imminent because the same God who is high, he'll come down and rescue us. Uh, He'll work out our situations. Uh, Is there anybody who don't mind testifying? Uh, Your family members may walk out of your Church folk may not want to deal with you anymore. But God is somebody we can depend on all the time. He says, uh, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Salvation, this deliverance, this saving power is connected to God's covenant promises. And I, if you're not saved on tonight, I need to tell you that the right of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews chapter 8 that through Jesus Christ, God has given us a better covenant based upon better Promises because Jesus went to the cross and shed his blood for our sins. Uh, If you don't have a relationship with God on tonight, you don't have to leave the same way you can you came. uh, You can leave knowing that God is your Savior. The Bible is true, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, we can rejoice in rough spots. When we trust in the sovereignty of God, when we trust in the saving power of God. But finally, Habakkuk says we can rejoice in a rough spot when we trust in the strength of God. He says in verse 19, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He says, God, who is sovereign, God, who is my savior. He says, he is my strength. I need to tell you on tonight that when you go through life's rough spots, you're going to get tired sometimes. You're going to get weary. You're going to want to throw in the towel. You're going to want to quit. But I stopped by here to tell you tonight, God will give you strength. If you try to make it by way of your own strength, you'll fail every time. But is there anybody who knows that Jesus will give you strength? Uh, Paul says in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Habakkuk says that God will strengthen us in such a way, he says that he will makes my feet like the feet of deer. If you know anything about deer, they run fast. Deer, they're able to Jump over obstacles and deer, they're very evasive. And my brothers and sisters, uh, Habakkuk wants us to know that when we find ourselves going through life, rocky places and rocky spots, uh, that God will help us to be sure-footed like deer. It's good to know that he'll strengthen your feet and he'll help you to stand firm in the liberty that you have in Christ. Uh, He'll give you the strength to walk In the spirit, God will give you the strength to run well, to run a good race when he is your strength. I made up my mind that I'm not going to trust in man. I'm not going to trust in material things. I'm not going to trust in the desires of this world. But I made up my mind that no matter situation I find myself in, I'm going to rejoice and give God all the praise. We we sing a song at Zion Traveler, this joy I have. The world didn't give it to me and since the world didn't give it to me, the world can't take it away. I've got joy on tonight. That J in joy stands for Jesus. I've got joy on tonight because that Y stands for you. I've got joy on tonight Because that O in the middle of that J and Y stands for zero. What what do you mean, preacher, it stands for zero? Just what I said, it stands for zero. It means nothing. I I made up my mind, I'm not going to let anything come between Jesus and me. And you shouldn't let anything come between Jesus and you. If you want real joy, you got to be like Paul and say nothing. Nothing shall separate me from the love of god you can rejoice when you know and you've experienced god's unconditional love his love is unconditional because paul says that while we were yet sinners christ died for us he went to the cross he gave his hands to the nails he gave his feet to the spikes. He died. But oh, I bring you good news on tonight. He didn't stay dead. He rose on the third day morning. Not with some power. Not with much power. But he rose with all power over heaven and earth. And because he lives on tonight, I may be going through a rough spot. I may be dealing with trials and tribulations. But because Jesus lives, we can rejoice God bless you and God keep you